Today we talk about fasting. The worshipers of Yahweh in the Old Testament practiced fasting. Take note on a regular basis. They have national fasts. And one type of fast is after a great harvest. There was one fast there. After a great harvest, they should fast. Why? Perhaps when the, you have abundance, the tendency of the heart is to be proud. To make sure that there's no space for the flesh. To be proud, that they fast. So fasting is not only done by people who have nothing to eat, but also with people who are blessed. That's one reason to fast. That's one reason they fasted in the Old Testament. There are many other reasons which I will discuss later. In the same way, in the New Testament, uh, they practiced fasting. Before sending um, Paul and Barnabas, the church in Antioch fasted first. Jesus Christ, before he started his ministry, fasted for 40 days and became victorious against the temptations of the enemy before he started his Galilean ministry. And even uh, uh, the Lord taught it several times. One time they could not cast out the demon. And, uh, and Jesus said, uh, this comes by fasting and prayer. And there are many things in scripture that promote fasting. That's why if we read this, uh, please, verse 16. Whenever you fast, and that's the first point I'd like uh, to make. It's not if you fast. It's not if ever you fast, but whenever. It means it's unexpected thing for his disciples. Matthew 6 is part of the Sermon on the Mount in which he was teaching his followers, his disciples. So if you believe you are a disciple of Christ... And uh, the, in Antioch, the, Christ, the disciples were called Christians. They were really called disciples. If you are a disciple of Christ, then fasting should be part of your spiritual disciplines. Not only prayer, but also fasting. Not only worship, but also fasting. Not only meditation in scripture, but also fasting. Fasting is something that the Lord expects from every believer. From every believer. If you haven't fasted yet since you became a Christian, it's more than 10 years you've been a Christian, you can start. You can start this January because January, starting this week, second, third, and fourth week, is our fasting weeks. And we have a fasting guide which we prepared for you. First week is about prayer. Focus is me, my family, my friends, and my acquaintances. It's our inner circle. And we have some guidelines here. Of course, you can add. This is just to trigger you to start praying. And we have suggested readings here, down here. These are suggested readings. If you have a, a reading program in which you're finishing the Bible, for example, please continue that. These are just for those who don't know where to start and when to start. Uh, today is a good day to start. Tomorrow is a good day to start fasting. Maybe later is also good. So uh, prayer and fasting usually, uh, well, it goes together. And, uh, but you can pray without fasting. But when you fast, you have to pray. Because if you fast without praying, so, well, we call that starvation, okay? Uh, <laughs> fasting is the abstinence of food for spiritual purposes. Or eating less or eating nothing for spiritual purposes. And uh, some of those we, I have listed in the outline, which we will discuss 
later. But let's focus on Matthew 6. Because Matthew 6 is the part of Sermon on the Mount when Jesus began warning his disciples not to be like the hypocrites. Don't be like them. He started, don't let your generosity be shown, seen by men so that you can have the applause of men. Don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like them. Your, your audience is not men. It is only God who sees in secret. And he talked about prayer as well. Do not pray so that when in public so that people will see you as spiritual. That should not be the intent of your heart. You pray because you want to pray, because you want to please God, because God wants us to pray. When you fast, when you fast, pray this way. When you pray, don't pray meaningless, repetitious prayers. That's in Matthew 6. And when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites when you fast. Let, let, let's read this. Do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites, hypocrites do, for they neglect. They neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they are fasting. So don't put on a gloomy face. So what should you do? You smile. <laughs> okay, have a pleasant face. Don't put on, bro, how are you? Why, why do you look so bad? Fasting. <laughs> fasting. Okay, so you, you are not, your attempt is not for self-promotion, to be seen as as a spiritual giant because you fast. You fast for the right purpose. And one wrong purpose is to be noticed by men. So please fix yourself. You're so weak you can't even fix yourself. That's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it. That's not the way Jesus taught us how to do it. Next verse, our next slide. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. The hypocrites who want to be seen by men have already been rewarded. What's the reward? They were noticed by men. That's, a, that's as far as they can go. That's as far as the reward they can have because they fasted so that other men would applaud them and they have their reward in full. That is why Jesus said, do not be like them. Let us not be like the hypocrites. But you, when you fast, anoint your head. Anoint your head. Well, anointing the head uh, is with oil. Put some moisture on your head. Or uh, in more modern terms, you know, not too modern. Uh, in my father times, they use what they call pomada, right? Uh, to fix their hair. Huh? Uh, then in my time, we used mousse. You know the mousse? And you can make your hair stand, you know? like a porcupine, huh? <laughs> and we use mousse, and then gel, and then, now what do you use right now? Wax. wax, oh my, wax. Maybe we can light a candle on your head, okay? <laughs> wax, <laughs> so they use wax. So anoint your head, meaning fix your hair, but also it's all, uh, oil is also a form of perfume, but it's also for the skin health. So anoint your head, put oil there, and then put, uh, uh, Put some perfume. That's my modern, modern application. Don't look gloomy. Fix your hair, all right? Well, fortunately for me, I don't have to worry about my hair. <laughs> some people are so concerned, and I, I cherish your concern. Pastor, you're losing your hair. What they don't know is it's a real blessing because I don't have to think of it in the morning. <laughs> A lot of you have to think of it when the wind is strong. You have to uh, comb your hair. For us, no more problem. 
All right? So, any, you know, just, just to keep you listening. Okay, so let us not be like the hypocrites, okay? But instead, wash your face also. But this is also refreshing. You see, when you fast and you feel weak, try washing your face. Not only that, go the extra mile. Take a shower. You actually feel refreshed. Really, somehow when there's too much oil on your oil from your within your body going out, it's maybe it makes you heavy and hard to smile. But after you wash your face, somehow, whoo, that feels really good. So when you fast, take note, not if you fast, but when you fast, uh, wash your face, fix your hair. Don't look gloomy. Don't look gloomy. And uh, that's what the Lord wants us to, to, to do so that your fasting will not be noticed by men, so that we don't attract attention. So we don't attract attention. So we try our best if somebody invites us, hey, hey, I, uh, I made something, eat it, eat it, eat it right in front of me. So you politely say, you know, you give uh, next time. But when they're insistent, that's the only time you say, I, I'm fasting. But for you who are so generous, I hope you take a hint. Some of you can't take a hint. He doesn't want to say he's fasting, but you still keep, the temp keep giving the temptation. Here, eat, eat. He's actually denying the food inside of him. It's a struggle. And no, you eat, you eat. I know that's, that's Filipino hospitality, but that is temptation. Be warned, maybe one of them will say, get behind me, Satan, <laughs> when you become a temptation to, the, to them. So, uh, but by your father who is in secret, and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And he is the audience that matters. We have an audience of one in prayer and fasting. The audience of one, not many, just one. We don't fast because your pastor says it's fasting, fasting month. You don't fast because uh, your friends in church say, well, let's do it. You fast because you want to fast. Because you want to do it for the Father. Fasting is an individual thing. It's a personal thing. It is also a corporate thing. In the Old Testament, they would fast together. Even the church in the New Testament would fast. Abraham Lincoln uh, during a, a time of great crisis in his country, when he was president, called for a national day of fasting. And those words were crafted. You can Google it. The Declaration of Fasting by Abraham Lincoln. It's wonderful. Uh, we actually created a similar draft, but for Laguna, when we challenged the Laguna governor to declare a day of fasting for the whole province and pray. And he read it publicly, and he declared it a fasting day. And we were very happy uh, about it. Why somehow, somehow, when people fast, like in Israel, when they were in trouble, they would fast and God would listen. When they had to humble themselves because of God's discipline, they would fast and they would receive God's mercy. Fasting is powerful. That's why uh, for the disciples, did it, Jesus didn't have to explain why you should fast. They understood. They actually understood why. And how? So some quick applications. Set aside meals or days for fasting. We have three weeks. Perhaps you can fast a few meals 
or a few days, depending on your capacity. By the way, when you start fasting, if you're not used to it, you're going to feel weak in the first few meals. Then after a while, usually the second or third day, you lose the feeling of hunger and you can walk around as strong. I don't know why it's usually second, third day, but that is a consistent experience of people who fast. So don't worry too much. Pastor Ed, how's that? If I just eat without rice, I shake. I get dizzy. It's just the sugar talking because you, your body is addicted to sugar. I mean rice, white bread, that, those are sugar. That it turns to sugar or actual sugar. You remove that immediately. That's why you have some sort of withdrawal syndrome. You're going on detox. You're shake. It's very much like those who are addicted to cigarettes and, uh, and uh, uh, wine or, or alcohol. Once they start stopping, somehow they get dizzy and they shake. However, my encouragement for you, if you're not used to it, do it slowly. Eat half a plate or three-fourths a plate than you're used to. Then eat half. Then eat one-fourth slowly until your body adjusts to fasting. Please do, don't do this. I will eat a lot today because tomorrow I fast. Because your stomach will expand. Therefore, your cravings will be much higher, much bigger the temptation to resist food will be very high. So you'd rather slow down, slowly get into it. And when you finish fasting, don't think, I shall prepare myself a feast. Your mind and your eyes want to eat a lot, but the truth is your stomach has shrunk. You cannot eat much, and if you force it, Take note, I have met some people who told me stories, and some of them, it was them who almost died. Because after they fast, they immediately feasted a lot, putting a lot in. The thing is, your body can only take so much. You might get into shock. So, set aside meals for fasting days or days. Number two, don't look gloomy so no one knows that you are fasting. Look good, even put on perfume. Oil then, when they say anoint your head, it may also mean because oil then has some flowers that make it smell good. So uh, have per put perfume, look good when you are fasting. And number three, fast for the right reasons. Okay, one reason to fast is to humble ourselves before the Lord. The tendency to be self-sufficient is always there. What's that tendency to be self-sufficient? Lack of prayer is one sign of pride before God. Not before men, but before God. It's, you're saying, I don't you, need you so much, Lord, so I don't pray a lot. So self-sufficiency is a form of pride, not meditating on scripture 
is a form of pride. You're saying, I don't need the Bible. I don't need the Word of God. Even though Jesus said that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from God. Even though Jesus said that, still we don't go to the Word every day. It is a form of pride before God. And you know what? God humbles the proud. If you exalt yourself, God will discipline you to bring you down. Fasting helps us go down because the heart is so deceitful that without knowing it, at times we lift our hearts up. Jeremiah 17 did say that the heart is deceitful above all else. So what the heart tells you, double check with scripture. Because the heart might be leading you to the wrong thing, to the wrong decision, to the wrong emotion. We fast to humble ourselves before God. We fast to gain His favor. Oh yes, the favor of God. If you look in scripture, there are people that God favored. Once upon a time, somebody asks, asked me, Kuya Ed, palakasan ba sa Josian? It made me think. Then I responded and I said, yes. Yes. Ah, yes? I thought he's fair. Yeah, yeah, he's fair. Salvation is free to everyone. Anyone can come. But more grace, ah, greater grace is given to a select few. Oh, let me discuss how fasting helps that. You know, when you fast, okay, it helps you also overcome sin. Hmm? It helps you overcome sin. Aside from gaining God's favor, it helps you overcome sin. And God is pleased with that. Why? First of all, your body is in need of food. And you are denying your body food. You are resisting something that your body needs. And if you're able to do that, then suddenly somehow you find strength to resist other temptations. Let me share to you one powerful, powerful testimony of fasting. I have met a few former homosexuals. And one of them is a close friend of my wife and I. When he came to the Lord, he really made the decision to have a change of perspective. He said, I will no longer live the life that I used to live. I want to live the life what the Bible says. However, the temptation was still there. Ah, every time he sees a guapo, he struggles. Huh? Oh, of course. Then he found it so hard that he went into fasting. He fasted and prayed. He would kneel down and even be on the floor, full face on the floor, praying that God would deliver and make him strong to overcome the sin. And through that fasting season, after that, something changed in him. You see, the Holy Spirit works with fasting and prayer. Something changed within him that after that season of fasting, there was no more desire for guapo. Now there was a new problem, ah, which is a better problem. 
his desire for women. Ah, I said, we still have to solve that, okay? But that's a good, better problem than the, the other one. The thing is, fasting is powerful. It gives you spiritual strength. If there is some temptation you cannot overcome, maybe it's your tongue that you cannot control. Maybe it's your mind that you cannot control. Maybe it's some bitterness or anger or unforgiveness that somehow is deeply rooted inside your heart and you've been praying for so long to get rid of it, it won't go. Fasting can help. At even one time, the disciples could not cast out a demon and Jesus said, this comes by prayer and fasting. Some demons can be cast out by prayer and fasting. Yes, maybe some of you have demons inside. I'm just kidding. Come on, you're so serious. <laughs> All I'm saying is if there are sinful struggles within, fasting does help. It helps. And then remember this, fasting, especially when you experience that physical craving for food, hunger, Mm, then weakness and hunger at the same time. Ah, listen well. Turn that into spiritual hunger. Instead of hang hungering for food, hunger for God's presence, God's will in your life, and hunger for God's word. Especially those of us who have not experienced fervent praying. Fervent, intense praying. One way to understand that is fast. And get very hungry and turn that into a spiritual craving. David once said in one of his Psalms, I thirst for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water. Take note, food you can live even up to 60 days I think. But water? Oh boy. Oh boy. Without water, you die much sooner, perhaps within a week, depending on the body types. But within one week, most of us would be dead without water. David was saying, I thirst for you. And that is what must happen in our private prayer lives. That we would hunger for God. As you would hunger for food, but you reject that craving and turn this craving towards God. Fasting helps that. I will discuss to you why they fasted. Some reasons in the Bible. However, let me just share to you the types of fasting. One is no food with water. Just water. <laughs> Somebody told me, hey, Pastor Ed, I'm fasting. Well, I used to be guilty of this too. Uh, but I stopped it for a long time. I'm fasting, no food. But I'm drinking choco milk. I said, that's still enjoyable. You're supposed to cut out what you enjoy. And just, uh, you know, just drink water, no taste. Because you're trying to, what? Defeat the desire, all your desires. The desire for food you're killing. And once you are free of it, somehow you have risen above above your physical being into the spiritual. So we advise no food and water. That's what we advise. Another is no meat but with water. So uh, some said, claim that 
how they see the Daniel fast is Daniel said, I ate no meat, but he fasted. So probably this was vegetables. Vegetables. Simple vegetables. You don't have to make it really tasty. Again, you are removing that craving. Vegetables, but no meat. Especially if you need to take medicine, or especially those doing maintenance, right? <laughs> uh, don't say you won't fast because you have maintenance. No, stick to vegetables. Even if you eat, eat a plate of vegetables, that's fine. But you're denying the other pleasures of eating. Okay? So, vegetables, especially the green ones, you know? Uh, nutritionists will be happy if you eat the green ones. Remove anything that is tasty. So, uh, don't try to not to put in the fruits there because it's too tasty. Well, it's up to you, but this is just my tips. Okay, no meat with water. Then others, what others do, no food, no water. We do not advise that. No food and no water. That is too dangerous for us. Water, please. Oil is good. Put oil around you. You can even put some VCO uh, or olive oil in your coffee or in your vegetables. That is good. No food with water. Okay? No food with water. So these are the different types of fasting. And we encourage you in the next three weeks. This week, we're we going to pray and fast for myself, my family, my friends, and my acquaintances. Next week, we will fast for our GCF community. And the third week, we will pray for the nation, fast for our country. This week, pray for the breakthroughs you want in your life, in your family, first, spiritually. Spiritual breakthroughs this year, uh, this week, for this year, especially people who have not known the Lord, pray and fast for them. For this week, we will give you guides Prayer guides every Sunday. So just come here. If you don't have it, you just ask for it at the second floor. Look for Sister Abby and ask for the prayer and the fasting guide. Uh, we'll see to, if we can post it on the Facebook page, GCF Metro Naga. Just visit the page and uh, we'll upload it there. Hopefully by tomorrow we'll upload it there. Okay? So... Why do people fast in the Bible? Let me give you some reasons, some things we can observe. I won't go through all the verses. I didn't even put the verses here because it will take too much time. One is they express grief. If some people want to express grief, they fast. And for some of us, that's natural when we are sad. When we've lost a loved one, you don't feel like eating. Now, you lose a boyfriend, you just want to eat everything, right? Uh, chips, uh, blah, 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 like that. I'm depressed. I'm going to eat. Okay? But, but a, a deep grief, that's why I don't think that's a real deep grief. A deep grief like losing a family member that's been there for a long time. Some people fast. They don't like to eat. That's one. Next, you can fast to receive guidance. Clarity of decision. You, you're not sure which decision to make. Both seem good, but which is the best? Which is God's will? Then fasting helps. You cannot do eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You can't do flip the coin. Lord, who will I marry? If it's heads, it's Joanna. 
If it's tails, it's Rebecca. Ding! Don't do that. Okay? So what do we do? You fast and pray for God's guidance. You're going to start the business and you have to invest a lot. One way is to receive guidance is to fast and pray. People fast to be protected. Whenever Israel was about to be attacked, many times in the, in the Old Testament, they fasted and prayed, and God delivered them. Yes, for protection. You know, every week, set aside some meal to fast just for the protection of your whole family. The world today isn't as safe as it was many years ago. Once upon a time, a young person can walk around Naga City late at night and be safe. That's why uh, they have to learn to ride the public transport early. Nowadays, a lot of parents are concerned because of the elements out there, the dangerous elements. So fasting for protection uh, is something that we can do. Next, we can fast to gain spiritual insight. When we read the Bible specially, we fast to say, Lord, open my eyes that I might see the beauty of your word. Because if we're not seeing the beauty of God's word, then there are blinders. There are things that hinder. And I don't know those things that hinder you. But sometimes it's a spiritual thing, blindness. There is such a thing as spiritual blindness. That's why there are some people when they study the Bible, it, it goes to them very deep. Wow, this is beautiful. The lesson is beautiful. But others, nothing. Nada. Ah. Fasting can give you more spiritual insight. Next is to receive mercy. Mercy. Yes, remember, friends, every sin we commit, there's a consequence. What you sow, you reap. We reap the consequence. And Israel many times would reap the consequence. You know, God is a good father. If you are truly his child, he will discipline you. But sometimes to be spared, Lord, I already know what wrong I did. Please have mercy on me. Deliver me from whatever consequence there is. We can do that. Will God deliver you from the consequence? I don't know. It's up to him, really. But you can make your case through fasting. We can make our case through fasting. Next is to worship deeper. Worship deeper. Yes. I hope a lot of us appreciate worship. It's not just singing for the sake of singing. If you're just singing here for the sake of singing, then you're not worshiping. Worshiping is a deep thing where you put down your heart to the lowest and sing exaltation songs for the Lord. You are good. You are great. You exalt Him from your lips, but your heart, you bring it down in humility. Fasting helps that, that we come to a, 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 a real deeper level of worship to gain divine favor. And I've mentioned this before. Next is to endure hardship. Oh, Life can be very hard. Life can be very hard sometimes. We go through trials. Job, if you know the character Job in the Old Testament, he lost everything. Everything. Can you imagine if you go through the same thing as Job? Oh, fasting will help us endure. Why? Because we're, we're showing to God we trust you to deliver us through this moment. Help us endure the pain and the hardship. 
Next is to overcome the flesh, which is what we've discussed before. Overcome the flesh. If you can overcome food, that craving for food. You know, some people, when they see food, they look like demon-possessed, right? Food. Oh, oh, oh yeah, well, your favorite food, they lose who they are. And they just eat, 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 eat. Now, it's overcoming these things to overcome the flesh, to humble self. I like K. To achieve spiritual victory. Victory! Not just defensive Christianity. Oh, I've been trying to survive. No, but victory! We conquer for the kingdom of God. We have reached out to others. We disciple others. We've overcome some sins in our, in our lives. And we have helped others as well. Victory. We fast for spiritual victory. Another is we fast to share our food to the hungry. Whenever there are calamities, we can do this. Save part of our money and give. And just eat simple food. Or fast... Uh, one fasting, what others do is half a plate, where they used to. It's, some call it partial fasting, which is also good because somehow you are still denying yourself to share your food to the hungry. And by the way, I do advise you as our congregation, if there are children, street kids asking you for money, I encourage you not to give money. Give food. Uh, my brother here, Brother John, I was telling him the story of the stories in Manila about these things. Some of them are believed to have been run by syndicates. And food is a much better way to help them. Because if you keep giving them money, they will not appreciate working for money. So my brother did an investigation here, his own simple investigation. And uh, he told others, why not sell something? Instead of begging for money, sell something, anything, like, like trapo, basan, sell it, or wipe somebody's windshield and ask for money. At least you're working for it. In fact, one time I, I did that to some people, and they showed up again. Kuya, may halaman, bilhin mo. Of course, now that they're selling, I could not deny them, right? Oh, okay, yeah, I told you that. Okay, I'll buy. So I brought home some uh, to my wife, here, before we were living here in Naga, and we, we brought, I brought her two orchids, nice orchids, by the way. And, and, and she said, ha, nag-uwi ka para patayin natin. Because we seldom live there. We used to live in, in, in San Jose. Nobody's going to take care of it. Uh, but said, I have to buy it because I told the kid to sell something. And they came up with it so that they get used to working for money. And then going back to what my brother discovered, Ah, let me quote one of the street kids. Bakit kayo naglilimus dito? Ba't di kayo mag-aral o maghanap na lang kayo ng ibibenta? Ano po kasi eh, mahina ang 200 per day dito. You know how difficult that is for a construction worker just to earn 200 pesos per day? For farm workers. Uh, wow. If they're getting 200 pesos per day by doing this, they will really never appreciate work. Share your food, yes. You may fast, but share your food. And then, M, ask for a special request. Some people fast because they have a special request. Fast. 
Lord, special request, Lord. To show God how serious we are, Lord, I dedicate this fast for this purpose. Somebody I knew from high school, we were in the same church together, and then we saw each other in UP Los Banos, and then we, we graduated in UP Los Banos. He also mar he married somebody, another Christian, who became a pastor, and then they rented one of our properties before, and uh, we were just sharing, talking to each other, and uh, she said uh, that my, my sister, who was her who is her twin, was, uh, was fasting. And she was, she was just telling this humorous story. She's fasting because she said, Lord, gusto niya na mag-asawa. Lord, pag wala pa akong papangasawa, hindi ako titigil mag-fast. So I said, did she live to tell it? <laughs> uh, she said, she's married now. Oh, it works? <laughs> I'm not guaranteeing it will work all the time, but fasting for guidance is something we do. Especially if it's a major decision in life, like getting married. You don't do draw lots, Lord. Sino ba talaga? No. You fast and pray to ask for God's guidance and clarity. Clarity. There are so many reasons to fast. But something for sure is it makes us spiritually stronger and somehow gets God's attention. Oh, God listens to us all the time. But somehow, when we fast, He sees a more serious person that's praying. Oh, okay. I've heard you before, but okay. You're fasting right now. You're praying intensely. Let me listen to you again. Please take note. I'm not saying He doesn't listen. I'm just saying in the Old Testament, when they fasted, they would pray like this. Lord, we come to you. Give your attention here. Hear my prayer. Ah, meaning God hears everybody's prayers. However, they're asking for something special this time. In these three weeks, we, three weeks, we come to God in fasting. First week is about our own needs, our family, our friends, our acquaintances, those who need our prayer and fasting. The meals you'll skip, you can use that as prayer time. If not, you can dedicate other time at night or early morning for fasting and praying. But one thing for sure, to those who learn to fast and pray, they seem to be believers that have stronger faith. Somehow. Somehow. Because it takes faith to fast, right? <laughs> Can you even, some people can't even imagine missing breakfast. You know, they get so grumpy, missing breakfast. Where's my breakfast? Some people can't even skip a meal. Oh, I'm so hungry. But now, you intentionally skip a meal for the purpose of spiritual things. Now, some of you say, Pastor Ed, I also fast. I played my game so much that I forgot to eat. That's not fasting. You skip the meal for enjoyment purposes. We are skipping meals for spiritual purposes. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today's message. Lord, we thank you because you said in the book of James, if we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. So we know that when we fast, 
and when we crave for you intensely, meaning when we draw near to you intensely, we know you shall reciprocate by drawing near to us as well. So Father, in this season, we come to you with a hunger. I pray, Lord, increase our spiritual hunger for you and for your word. Forgive us of our sins. We want to change our bad habits, but we are weak. But Lord, we pray right now, spiritually make us strong in this fasting season so that our bad habits, especially that sin that easily entangles us, would no longer entangle us.